0: Hey everybody, welcome to Licked and Loaded. I'm Laura Desiree and my guest this week is an incredible legacy cam broadcaster, someone who I just got back from an amazing trip in Miami with. We were of course in attendance at the X-Biz Cam Awards and uh, we got to spend some time together. I got to learn a lot about her incredible career that spans decades. She has a knack for all things kink and fetish and today we're diving right in to her incredible story and yes a wonderful spotlit moment on the trolls of our business. So get ready everyone. Joining me today is the incredible award-winning goddess Lilith. Happy to have the incredible goddess Lilith in here on Licked and Loaded. My friend, how are you?
1: I'm so good. How are you, beautiful?
0: I'm outstanding. And you and I just saw each other. We were in Miami uh, just a, a short while ago, and it was, of course, for the big X Biz Cam Show, Cam Awards and Expo. And correct me if I'm wrong, you said something on the awards night as you made your way up to the stage to receive one of the most highly coveted awards in the business, you stepped up on stage and my jaw dropped, not only because the outfit looked so great under all those lights, but you said that you'd been in this business for, was it 20 something years? 23. I mean, I'm still processing that, 23 (laughs) years. So we want to know uh, who you are today and of course how you got started in this industry. Did you get started with the camming or was it strictly with the doming? Tell us a little bit about yourself and your journey here.
1: All right well so um, I've always been an artistic kind of person. I've been a musician since you know I was a little kid uh, and I've done the whole band thing and everything and I was really into just making visual art. And so in the late 90s, when I was uh, first getting on the internet as a youngster, uh, you know, 18 years old, um, this this new technology at the time of webcams became available. And I don't know why I was just sort of drawn to it. I was like, oh, well, it's a computer or it's a it's a like a picture like camera that I can attach to my computer. So I can take fun pictures of myself and get all dressed up in my little gothic outfits and stuff like that. So originally I was just kind of like, oh, that's cool. It's just a camera that attaches to my computer, like right. whatever. But then very quickly from there, I was like, I want other people to see me. So this was way back before streaming webcams were a thing at all. There was the internet, there was no broadband internet. There was dial up modems <laughs> only. So my webcam had no sounds. And it refreshed two to three times per minute as a static image. So this was like the ancient times of the internet in the early days of camming. And there were so many people that were just interested to see what I was doing. I put my webcam on a little website and, you know, I got my first dot com, which was allamericangirl.net. Some people might remember that. (laughs) Oh, good
0: handle, good URL, dude.
1: Thanks. I don't even know where, you know, it was just sort of like a taking a stab at like, you know, society. You know, I've always been like this alternative kind of goth girl and stuff. Yeah. You know, I was just like, hey, you know what? The all-American girl is actually me. Like, this is what the real all-American girl looks like. So that was my first kind of handle. Uh, as a as a uh, as a cam model, and so it was really interesting. It was just an interesting time to be a part of the internet because it was so new. There were chat rooms like IRC. If anybody mm-hmm. listening remembers IRC, I had you know an AOL before they had AIM, the messenger. They had AOL, and they had like um, ICQ was another one before Yahoo Messenger came oh, out. Right. And everyone was just so much more like polite back then. You know, now when you put yourself out there, you're gonna probably get trolled at some point in time. But that was just not a thing back then. The internet etiquette was so pleasant back then. Mm. People were so respectful and guys wouldn't dream of asking me to do anything or show anything or whatever I was not doing. They were literally just happy to be there to observe what I was doing and to be talking to me, a real person on the other side of the world. So it was so vastly different. Yeah, the landscape has changed completely. And another thing that was super cool back then was uh, somebody had somebody had something called they called it a sleep cam portal, and oh couple dozen of us that used to just leave our cams on while we were sleeping there would be people in like Germany uh you know like out in England or Canada U.S. like just kind of everywhere in the world there was there was somebody and you could you could look over and see the other person like you would wake up and you'd see a bunch of people like sleeping next to you kind of in a way so like those were some of the early things that I did as a as a webcam person on the internet so badass
0: i mean those (laughs) days they were short-lived because technology moves so fast but you really got into this when when camming began like that's a pioneer status that's really fucking cool but we weren't monetizing cams at this point were we or were we i i i don't i don't remember
1: There was not really a way to do that so i had my wish list up and that was kind of it um so i i started uh when i sort of branched into more adult camming so i first started with like life camming as they would call it which was just me doing whatever doing the sleep cam thing dressing up being cute talking to people or just showing what i was i just had webcam in my room all the time it was a Mm -hmm. 24 7 webcam so sometimes i was in the room sometimes i wasn't like you could just pop in at any point in time and look in on me and i'm also wow. proud to say that i w- had one of the first cam houses like ever Whoa. i had a tacky nerdy friend that helped me set up security cameras basically that were running off my own private you know connection and uh i had four webcams set up in every room uh they didn't have sound and again they were just like a static refreshing image but i i loved it i don't know why i guess i'm just an exhibitionist naturally i just I, I just really genuinely enjoyed it but so i kind of progressed into the adult work on a website called camhors.com and it was one of like the OG adult cam portals and it was run by uh, the guy who ran Style Project, a site called Style Project, which uh, I'm sure some people out there watching and listening will will remember this site. It's a pretty notorious site. Mm-hmm. Um, he used to post all kinds of crazy, controversial, and fucked up shit uh, on his site. And so then he branched off into Camhorse. And so Camhorse was one of the first sites to start implementing streaming technology and it was also around this time that I got it set up on I'm Live. And I, I did start monetizing on both of these sites. And CamCores was around for a good whole bunch of years. I want to say six, seven, maybe eight fucking years, you know, and it developed this really devout following. There was a big community. I still have people to this day that come into my room on Twitch and they're like, oh, wow, you're still doing this? Like, I yeah. talked. 20 years ago and I'm like, oh shit. You know, like, oh my God. So like it's super old school. And then eventually Cam horse got bought out by this new webcam site called My Free Cams. Yeah. And so therefore I was one of the first MFC models ever because they basically were like, well, we are we are by we are acquiring this site. If any of you guys want to come here and model for us, we're gonna give you a hundred dollar up bonus. So of course I was like all in. I'm like, yes, of course. I want to keep going with this. Like, let's do this. And uh, then, you know, I just, I just kind of kept going from there and dove into all these different sites over the years and I've just been going ever since. So this award was really, uh, it was really special to me to finally uh, kind of be recognized for for all of this work that I've put in over two decades of my life, since I, you know, pretty much since the time I was legally allowed to do to do this, like it's been my life. And now I do all kinds of things, like, you know, I do Twitch, I do other mobile apps and stuff like that. A lot of like safer work stuff. Um, I do still do, of course, adult work as well, uh, more in the kinky kind of vein of things. When I first started with uh, with everything originally, I was just sort of finding my way and just like, you know, I would get naked sometimes if I was feeling it, but I was always like rocking out when I was doing it and wearing the goth makeup and stuff like that, but uh I sort of discovered the kink world through modeling. And mm. you know, I've always just been kind of a different different kind of person with different interests and stuff, and so when I discovered the kink world, I was like, "Oh, wow, this all feels really natural." And it just it just felt comfortable immediately. So I was like, okay, this is where this is where I'm going with this. So.
0: I, I love how how stitched together your story is. I mean, I, I you're good at telling this story and you have a very clear backtrack of how everything became the next thing and the next thing. And I can't tell you how much I appreciate that. It's so exciting to listen to. Uh, and for everyone who's saying, What is the award? This was the X Biz best fetish cam model was that the title of the award yep yeah
1: yeah yeah so so, I was nominated in that category this was my fifth year yeah being nominated you know and like every year when you get it one of these times like I'm not quitting until I get this damn thing
0: (laughs) and you know not that I'm of course (laughs) not the fetish the fetish title itself uh How did that begin to take shape? You said that you've always felt different and that you've got more of an alternative vibe and zest and you enjoy some of the kinkier experiences that people can have on camera. But what does that mean for the cam shows that you put on? What kinds of things are audiences experiencing when you're broadcasting?
1: Well, I am a female dominant, so... One thing that makes me really different from a lot of the other cam models out there is uh, I have a, like a no bullshit kind of like put you in your place right away sort of attitude. Like I am not here to be your puppet. You are here to amuse me. And if you would like to stay, you can serve me and please me and entertain me. Maybe if you're really lucky and you behave yourself, you know, I might do something that you like as well. I might be happy to show you the big black stompy boots that I'm going to crush you with. I might be happy to put you on the floor and get a little POV with my giant strap on in your face while I'm face fucking you. <laughs> I might just be looking like my badass fucking self and demand to be worshipped. Yeah. So it's a, little, it's a little bit different than kind of what you expect, what, what a lot of guys will expect coming into my room.
0: Right. So you, you kind of train your audience then, uh, was it difficult to kind of, or is it still at all a challenge to weed through the viewers that might pop into your stream and say like, oh, you know, show me your asshole. Cause I find when I jump on cam today, (laughs) they don't know what to do with me. And I've said this on this podcast before I have 50% of the people coming in saying, treat me like shit mistress. Uh, tell me I'm a worthless loser. Um, let me grovel. But then I also have the other side. That's like, you're really pretty and so kind. And can you show me your pussy? Show us your pussy. Show us your pussy. So like, how, how do you navigate that?
1: Usually, honestly, with people like that, I tend to just fucking block them immediately because they're there for something completely different that I'm not about. I'm just like, if you don't come into my room in a submissive state of mind already, because you can see what I'm about before you come in. It's very clear what I'm about, you know, so a lot of times what we like to call vanilla people do come into the room and they do shit like that. They're like, Oh, show me your pussy BB. And I'm like, does it fucking look like that kind of show to you? No, let me fucking tell you right now. Like I am not here to be your fucking puppet. You need to get the fuck out. I have found that there's just not really any reasoning with like dudes who come in and just start with that shit, like right off the bat, because they just don't get it. They don't get it. So I am very heavy on my band hammer. And I usually have a couple of, uh, you know, room helpers or moderators around too. And they love ganging up on them and trolling the fuck out of them. If somebody comes into my room and starts trolling me, it's a beautiful thing. They all just fucking gang up on them. (laughs) And so sometimes I might not block them right away. First, I wait to roast them. And then I might (laughs) wait for them to roast them. And then after that happens everyone else in the room who who is there to experience me and it you know is on the same page they're all just like oh my god that was amazing they start throwing tips at me they're like oh can you do that again or just like i love watching you roast these guys
0: it's it's you know what but but you said something very special there about room moderators for those of you listening that don't know room moderators are people that a cam broadcaster elects to assist in some of the crowd management uh and the user experience of the room specifically in the chat they are such unsung heroes at times and so cheers to those room moderators that really know us well and work with us to to build that flawless natural harmony where we say yeah you get it you understand who i don't want in here
1: right and you know as you have if you have good moderators in the room you don't even necessarily need to respond right you know why why fuck up the flow of your room because if i stopped every time somebody came in and said that and just like went on this whole tangent that would disrupt the flow of my room sometimes i have a mm. really good flow going and I might not want to, deal. so sometimes I just also just flat out fucking ignore it.
0: Yeah. So Yeah. And that's that's a great uh, method. That's a great approach. Here's here's one for you that I immediately thought of when you said uh, that you remember a time when there was cam broadcasting and there were virtually no trolls. Uh, Goddess Lilith, where do you think the trolling started? What is the origin story of online trolls? And why did that ever begin
1: that's a great question i definitely think that a lot of trolls started coming in with youtube for whatever mm-hmm. reason um and also people people started just taking things for granted more about the fact that they they could feel like they have a connection with somebody back when i started it was just like amazing new technology and like everyone was just like in awe everyone just had stars in their eyes about it but as years passed and you know, generations started turning over, like, it just became normalized. It was just a thing that anybody could access. And um, people just started getting more ballsy and more kind of, uh, what's the word, desensitized. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, porn is kind of like the same way. It's like, okay, it's no longer enough for a lot of people just to have a really hot boy girl scene. You know they they want to see fucking bukkake orgy scene mm, you know and that's mm. the only thing that they can get off to i i kind of feel like the internet and and being a persona on the internet has gone kind of the same way because right. it's just sort of like you can find a you can find a million people now on the internet you can find a million cam girls you can find a million influencers you know, live streamers on any of these other platforms, and it's just not really special anymore for a lot of people. And I think also another huge thing is that people have gotten a lot more brave behind their keyboards.
0: Yes. Yes. There's no
1: repercussion. You know, there is no, you can go into somebody's room and say something horrible, and the worst that'll happen is you get a block or whatever, but you know, in their mind, it's like, oh, well, I just ruined this person's day. That makes me feel good about myself because I'm fucking bored. I'm just going to move along to the next person's room and make their day miserable too. So I I do think have- it's a combination of of these things.
0: Do, do you have a, a solution, a suggestion of how we might be able to eradicate the trolls? Or do you think there's a part of our industry that I don't want to say needs them. I don't ever want them to tell, I don't want them to know they're needed because they're not. But how would you, yeah, how would you suggest we move forward with potentially abolishing the troll experience in our industry?
1: I would just say, don't feed them. Don't feed the trolls, you know, just ignore them the best you can. Don't even acknowledge them. Or you can just be like, oh, I'm really sorry you're having a bad day. Mm. Like, you know. Just, just kind of keep it like that. You can, so a lot of, I have seen a lot of other cam models and influencer types that are nicer than me, you know, take that kind of angle with it. Like, Oh, Oh, you, you said that you said that really mean thing. I feel, you know, I feel bad for you that you're, you're just having a bad day right now. You know, feel free to come back another time when you're having a better day. And I hope your day gets better. Like shit like that. You know what I mean? When I'm streaming on my my vanilla safe for work, all ages platform, sometimes I do go that route with it because that's a little bit of a watered down version of Goddess Lilith, uh, you know, a little bit more kind of uh, on the straight and narrow. But uh, I yeah, I would just say the best thing to do is don't feed them and don't let them get to you. Just Just know that that is some people's fetish is trying to upset other people. And if you show that you're upset, you're going to feed them. It's not worth it. Just just let it go. Just try to let it wash over you. And some people do say really mean things. But the thing is, if you're going to be a cam model or just a a person on the Internet at some point in life, you are going to get trolled by someone, Mm -hmm. especially if you're putting yourself out there. So, you know, you have to you have to kind of get a thick skin to it. You've got to have a thick skin to be doing this.
0: Oh, so true. And and you're talking de-escalation. What you're that that skill that we're talking about here is de-escalating a situation by not entertaining it,
1: by mm-hmm.
0: not not um uh provoking it, by literally saying, you know, why don't you just come back another time or maybe today's not the day to be watching cams or you know, why don't you excuse yourself? I love that. I love that such a good use of my time as opposed to, you know, trying to fuck with it. Sometimes I can't resist. I'm not going to lie. I had a guy come into my room and he was like, why is your hair short like that? That is so unattractive on a woman. Why is your hair short like that? It looks awful. And I don't know what came over me, but I had this big bin of wigs right next to me. And I I went into this whole performative, I cannot believe you said that. And I was putting on a different wig every like 10 seconds. (laughs) Is this good enough yet? Is this good enough yet? I just, I need your approval, dude. Don't you know? Like I just fucking (laughs) went to the full extreme with it. I was like breaking down, pretending that he shattered me to pieces. Like, I don't know, maybe that's what he wanted. And I fed him, but it was just also really fun to kind of let that out it it, it was that. it was a big hit yeah. it was it was a big it was like that total insane moment and it was such a big hit with the the viewers so yeah you can you can de-escalate or you can just get crazier than these you crazy
1: trolls to yeah you know <laughs> it all depends on your mood for the day you know if you catch me at a certain point I'm gonna be feeling like pretty feisty that might that might yeah. hit me like that too kind of way like it all yeah. it all just depends if I'm being like pretty chill and I'm not really like super hype yet you know i'm probably just gonna ignore or block or whatever but if you if you come in at the right time yeah and you do some shit like like that and i'm and i'm feeling myself and everybody else in the room is having a good time like yeah i'm gonna fucking make a mockery out of you
0: totally but totally you can do
1: that. <laughs> i love that right. though that's fucking awesome they're just they're
0: <laughs> insignificant when they come in and do that and then for a moment I I like to almost, I I don't know, to me, it was a great therapy to just laugh about it and be like, dude, is this, is this really what you're gunning for? Do you need to hear that your one comment amounts to my entire self-worth? Because I'll give you the song and dance about it for like, you know, 20 seconds and show you how ridiculous it is. Um, (laughs) It's, 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 it's the strangest interactions that we exist with uh, in our industry. It really is. There's nothing like a
1: no there there definitely is not and you know different days are going to bring different different reactions different responses different emotions totally. Totally. You, gotta, you gotta have fun at your job man <laughs> yeah you
0: gotta find a way to make it work talk to us about uh this book that you wrote because you're an author and you yeah. you you put some insight out there into the world about how to make money as a foot model
1: mm-hmm tell us so, this book, please This book was born pretty much during the pandemic um, because I had a lot of, not just models, but like friends that I've known for a long time coming to me and being like, Hey Lilith, like, I I know you do this thing. Like, can you tell me how to do this? Or like, do you have any advice for me? And I'm like, I do, but I can't give you this advice in a couple of like volleys. You know what I mean? Like, there's so much to say about it. So even though it's focused more on the, the foot modeling genre, it's also just overall kind of a guide on how to enter the industry as a model in general. And so I put together this guide with, you know, based on the years of experience that I've had and everything I know, and it's, it's helped a, out a lot of people. And I get feedback all the time about, you know, how much it's helped people and, I think one of the coolest things was that it, it won an award. I won the, um, the alt porn award last year for it. And I was not expecting to win that. I'm like, wow, my first ever book is, I can say it's an award-winning book. And like, you know, it's just a little ebook, like little guide. I plan on eventually writing a real, you know, a thick ass book of my memoirs and shit like that, uh, in the femdom kind of genre. But like, yeah, this this um this book that I wrote was just sort of something that was not planned and just happened and I'm like, "You know what? This was a year, you know, 2020 was just a total fuck show of a year, but I'm going to add something to my resume. I'm going to become an author. I'm mm-hmm. going to just fucking do this thing." And here I am now, an award-winning author. So, I'm going to keep rolling with it.
0: And it says it says something about you because Look, as we know, this is a business where you are a one person empire, anyone stepping into it, it's you, it's you against the rest of the industry, it can be very competitive, and the fact that you wrote a book that is to lend insight and to uh, give guidance and wisdom to people looking to succeed, I mean that sounds more community than competition.
1: I I tried for it to be that, you know, like, like I said, a lot of these were personal friends asking right. me for, it. and there were even a couple of friends that were like, Oh, you know, I'd really like to support you, but like, I can't afford to buy your book. And I'm like, I will just give it to you. Wow. Like, you know, if you, whatever, like. I get it. Sometimes like $10 is a lot of money, especially if you're trying to change your direction in life or during the pandemic, obviously $10 was a lot of money for like almost everybody during the pandemic. So, you know, it was more about me just trying to bring genuine help to people that I care about and also help new people in the industry as well. And, you know, I'm not going to be performing forever, So this is kind of, you know, my start to my foray into teaching and mentoring. So Mm -hmm. since I wrote the book, I went and got my certified uh, life coach certification from the transformation Academy. So I am a certified life coach as well. And I have been mentoring a few new people that have been joining the industry lately. And, you know, I'm really happy to be doing that brings me a lot of joy and, uh, my next sort of subject matter is helping people with their fan clubs. You know, I had a lot of people ask about OnlyFans, loyal fans, stuff like that. So my next written material is going to be on that subject. And I've yes. already kind of started teaching classes on how to use loyal fans, like uh, especially loyal fans is really good for the fetish genre. Yeah. So, um, so that's something that I've been doing now. I made a couple of YouTube videos about it actually. And so that's, that's something that, that i've started to offer as well how so exciting you
0: know. how how exciting and the idea of you stepping into mentorship just gets me wet because i <laughs> could listen to you talk about your life story and what you've learned from every ounce of your experience i think it is so fucking valuable Aww. um so thank yeah. you for even sharing that here with us today what are your what, what are your predictions for this wild world of camming Dare I extend it to content creation? Sure, that's up to you. Where do you see this evolving in the next five, 10 years? Because you've seen it evolve since the start.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think things like, uh, so what's becoming pretty popular right now are remote control toys, Mm -hmm. you know? And there are companies that are starting to make them for people with male anatomy as well. So I think that, it's going to be an even more immersive experience when you I think more and more people are going to be getting toys like this and so when you go into a room you can have that person control the toy and vice versa I mean you know lots of lots of females or are, are female presenting or anybody with a hole really is are already making money with, yeah. with the lush toy yeah. um, but I think that sort of like the the duo masturbation kind of thing like remotely is is definitely going to be bigger 3d camming is uh you know i think that's starting to get a little more traction um i kind of experimented a little bit with 3d camming a bunch of years ago but it was so primitive back then and there were you know it just wasn't really translating super well but there are um there's more newer technology like vr technology and stuff like that Mm -hmm. is coming out now and i think that that's probably going to be where things are heading because again, people, people get disenchanted, they get bored, they get used to things, they get desensitized and they just want to kick it up even more. So I think, I think things like that is what we're going to be. We're so,
0: we're so hungry for even more immersive experience. We're so hungry for that as a culture. Like we just want to be able to actually reach out and touch each other Can I ask about 3D camming? Were you an avatar? Like, how does that work?
1: So the webcam, it was like, it was like, it had two different lenses. So there was like one here. It looked like this little like bug thing, actually. And uh, you needed 3D glasses to (laughs) see it properly. Yeah. So um, I forget, I forget the brand that made that webcam. But uh, there's a very old video on my YouTube, actually, just a little quick promo of me using it and wow. this was sort of back this was a longer than you would think ago I believe I was still on cam Horrors, actually so it was like early 2000s um that wow. the, you know, it never really took off but people were interested in it enough but like you know what how many people like does the average person have a pair of 3d glasses at home no no. So, you know, it just, it didn't really gain a super lot of traction, but I have seen some, uh some of the newer sites coming out now with the whole fucking headset and shit like that oh. too. So that is something that I'm going to be exploring a little more in depth. It was actually at X biz Miami, the previous one that I saw this technology in use. And I was Amazing. like, wow, this, you know, it's, it's going to be expensive for people, but they're, there are people with money that will buy yeah. the shit, you know?
0: There are people that want that so badly. They'll find a way to get the money to do it. You know what I mean? Exactly. They'll find yeah. a way. Ugh. Goddess Lilith, you are so outstanding to talk with. Thank you for being my uh-huh. guest today. I would love uh, the, the viewers and listeners to know where to find you online. What are
1: those links? Uh, So the first place you can find me is goddesslilith.com that has information on kind of all the different stuff that I do, whether it's, uh, you know, if you want to find me on cam, I have links there if you're your fan or if you are a new entrepreneur and you would like mentorship, you can find out about that as well. There's also a a long resume of all the projects um, that I've been involved in on there. That's kind of like my little business card. And you can also find me on Twitter at goddess Lilith66. I am shadow banned, so you can't really search for me, but that's where you can find me on Twitter. I'm on, you know, all, all the social networks. I'm on Twitch and YouTube at Lilith um, what else can I say? You can check out my band Sorrow Seed. I'm in a heavy metal band. You can find us on Spotify and uh iTunes and Amazon and Bandcamp and all that good stuff. And we do tour. So you can join our Facebook to see where we're touring next. Just go over and give it a like. Uh you can also find me on Pornhub. Go and subscribe to me on Pornhub. I'm on a whole bunch of cam sites. I'm on a whole bunch of clip sites. Of course, I'm on Cam 4. You can come find me there. And uh yeah, whatever your favorite clip site is, I'm probably on that too. So just come and find me. I'm gotta feel it everywhere.
0: <laughs> and most especially in my heart. Thank you so much for today i can't wait to see you again soon okay we'll make it work out i promise paths will cross but everyone uh watching and listening i hope you enjoyed this episode of licked and loaded please remember to like favorite and subscribe to us whatever channel you have found us on i'm laura desiree and we will see you back here real soon bye everyone
1: This has been a CAM4 Radio production. Come say hi at wwwcam